Welcome to a special CZ podcast series on the What Works Best 2020 update. For eight exclusive episodes, join the Secretary of the New South Wales Department of Education, Mark Scott, as he speaks with schools and students, like me, about effective teaching practices that support student academic achievements. This week's topic is well-being with Cecil Hills High School. Well, today I'm speaking with Principal Mark Sutton and students at Cecil Hills High School about the What Works Best theme of well-being. Mark, you, you run a, a big high school, 1,400 students. How do you ensure that every student is known, valued and cared for in a large, comprehensive high school? One of the main ways is through our Connect program. Now, that is a roll call program we implemented a few years ago. And essentially, uh, students at our school will have the same roll call teacher from year seven to year 12. Mm. And in a large high school where we have about 250 students in each grade, we don't want anyone to be just a number in the system. We don't want anyone to be lost in that. Um, so the role of the Connect teacher is to, as the name suggests, connect, succeed and thrive with those individual students from year seven all the way up until year 12. There's a part of the CEF that does talk about students being able to have an identified staff member that they can go to. And um, our year of job advisors, which I'll have a chance to talk about later today, they do a fantastic job, but there's only two of them for each grade. And that is where the Connect teachers do step in and they really do have that, uh, that connection with the students. Part of what they are able to do is track data on their class. So we uh, were nominated for a T4L award for our Connect app, which is something that we developed in-house. Basically, what it allows our teachers to do is have a look at that important data that supports wellbeing first thing in the morning. So they can have a look at lateness, they can have a look at behaviour, they can have a look at attendance, um, they can have a look at uniform, diary, where the students are bringing their device and we capture all of that data so that we have that information available. So that's, that's the other part of our, our Connect program. Mark, we know that wellbeing and students' wellbeing is a value and importance in its own right. But do you see spin-off effects from this focus on well-being as far as student progress is concerned, student engagement, and then finally student achievement? Yeah, so look, I mean, students do have to be happy little Vegemites. Um, in order for them to be successful at school, we've got to get those basics right. Um, I'll talk about the role of parenting and, and what we do with PNC there as well. But it is essential that we focus on, on the basics, getting them to school, making sure they are ready for learning, making sure that they are engaged um, in their curriculum and making sure that they have a, a pathway, whatever that pathway is for them. There is a part of the CEF that does talk about having a planned approach to wellbeing. And I'd like to think here through our welfare team, we do have that planned approach. It's important for every school, I think, to have an idea, a scope and sequence in terms of when the welfare events are going to be happening. So our welfare team is very clear from year seven to year 12, when all of those events are taking place. And we also plan from year five. So when students um, are in year five, that's when we select the year advisors. We're undergoing that process right now for our 2022 cohort, which will graduate in 2027. So there's a lot of advanced planning that takes place. With our year advisors and the welfare team, it does mean that those, year five, I call them the year five advisors, yeah. uh, they do have a long lead time in but, terms of when they are able to access uh, help within the school. So you really prioritise transition as a wellbeing strategy? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it can be very tricky, as you said before, just being thrown into high school. You've had one teacher in year six, now you've got you know, 10 teachers in year seven. 
even down to the point where we think about the transition days uh, that are involved. The, the bulk of students will only come for the one day, that is the orientation day, but even then we try a concept called emptying the school. So maybe it won't work this year because of the situation, but we try to get as many grades out of the school on that day. So the emphasis is on year six. Year 10 do work experience, year 12 of course have gone by then. We have some student leaders in the school, typically year eight, year nine, they go on a few excursions. So the emphasis is really on year six on that day. Okay, tell me how the teachers at Cecil Hills model healthy coping strategies uh, to really encourage students to self-regulate well. Yeah, so we're a positive behaviour for learning school. I think that is the crux of what we do here. We call it focus here, um, not to confuse it with the other PBL, but we call it focus here. We have our three words or three values, being respectful, responsible and successful. And being a PBL or focus school, it means that we have a very clear matrix on how we approach behaviour within the school not only from the student's point of view, but those three words, being respectful, responsible and successful, that applies to the staff as well. If there are issues that are happening day to day, we go to the data, we have a look at what needs to be retaught to, to students, and that is the focus through, through that particular team. That's good. All right, let's roll in the students. Hi guys, how are you going? Yeah, how are you? So Damien, tell me, why is student wellbeing important at Cecil Hills High School? It can make a student feel comfortable in the school area. It can make them feel comfortable such as physical um, well-being, emotional well-being and mental well-being, each meaning different things. Physical meaning having the right amount of exercise to suit your healthy body. Mental being social well-being, being comfortable around family, friends, teachers and counsellors. And emotional well-being mean what's happening inside your brain. If you're happy, if you're sad, talk about it. Like you're in a comfortable environment. Jessica, how does the school there support student wellbeing? What's been your experience of it? Our school supports student wellbeing through lots of ways. We have lots of facilities, and including Stony, which is basically like an online resource which students can anonymously talk about issues maybe with other students anonymously so they don't feel pressure to tell like, someone in person. We also have Tell Them From Me survey, which is a survey basically for students and how they're feeling with each subject and teachers and their homework. And we also have our connect classes, so like our role course, where they have one teacher from year seven to 12, which can basically give them the sense of someone like who's constantly there for their whole high school career, someone they can lean on with more day-to-day -day issues. And Kubert, how, how do students develop and express their voice effectively at the school? What opportunities are given to you to do that? Well, at our school, we have many opportunities such as uh, SRC and house leadership. But what I like to focus on is the contextual aspect of how students can really express their voice through opportunities they perceive they can't really express their voice. So we have our year eight electives, a year eight elective day where they can uh, put on a show and show uh, what, what things they've been doing in class. And that, that in itself is an opportunity for them to develop and express their voice. Uh, we also have a student executive meetings, especially with year advisors, that can really uh, show the comparison between uh, the teacher's understanding and whether the teacher's and student's understanding is connected together. So it sounds like a real priority at the school is around student voice and that there are lots of ways that you are encouraged to be open and frank in providing feedback and making a contribution have your voice heard. Yeah. Well, thanks for your time and thanks, Mark, for your help on all this too. Okay, see, see you later. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to this special What Works Best podcast series produced by the Centre for Education, Statistics and Evaluation, or CESI. Tune in next week or subscribe to listen to the next episode.